Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. In one of my first shows, I suggested that we create a faction within the Republican Party called the Rational Republicans. The Rational Republicans would try and separate all of the religious garbage out of the Republican Party. But the more that I see of the Republican Party, the less that seems like an appealing idea. I don't think it can work because there is no policy, there is no platform in the Republican Party that is not religious. They are the party of the fundamentalists. The fundamentalists own them. And as a result, they also own the House and the Senate, and the White House, and most of the Supreme Court. So how are they celebrating this unprecedented power? By whining. A persecution complex is an important part of any fundamentalist belief, so when there isn't any persecution, fundies have to create it. They have to amplify every little slight and annoyance into a huge persecution problem. And one of their biggest whines is, the war on Christmas. People are saying, Happy Holidays. Because the alternative is to say, Merry Christmas, Happy Winter Solstice, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. It's just easier to say, Happy Holidays. That way, nobody can get offended. But this is a horrible thing. This is a slight. Folks, as a young man, I studied the Bible extensively, and I read the Gospels backward and forward and upside down, and nowhere in the Gospels, not even once, did Jesus ever come back from shopping and say to his apostles, one of the merchants wished me happy holidays instead of Merry Mimas. I think we should organize a boycott. One of the biggest screamers about this war on Christmas is Bill O'Reilly. And he recently expanded it a bit by saying there was now a war on Easter. He had two whole incidents out of 300 million people. So he brought in someone from the office where one of these incidents happened. Uh, HR director asked someone to take down their extensive Easter display in the cubicle. And the guy he interviewed just kind of blew him out of the water. He said, yeah, well, it's not a big deal. This is a good guy. We like him. Uh, we may not agree with this particular issue, but it's not a big deal. And the woman who was asked to take the stuff down did it without complaint. She doesn't want it to be a national incident. So he kind of backed off on that. And after proclaiming a war on Easter, announced there is no war on Easter, but there is still a war on Christmas by progressive secularists. Now, Bill, let me give you a little word of advice here. I, I watch your show probably a couple of times a week. Fortunately, I have TiVo, so I can zip by the stuff where you just pound things to death. I really don't care about pretty white girls missing in Aruba or half of the other stuff you talk about. But I do agree with some of the things you say and disagree with a lot of the things you say. But I watch your show because I see stories there that I don't see anywhere else in the rest of the media. But let me smartenize you just a bit here you got to get over this term, progressive secularist. Progressive is a weasel word. In reality, it describes people who are far-left socialists. Now, 
secularists, and by secularists I'm talking about atheists and agnostics, we generally tend to be skeptics. And while skeptics are all over the place politically, you won't find many that are far left or far right, because when we examine issues, we examine them with tools like logic and reason and science, and the far left and the far right philosophy just don't hold up to that kind of analysis. So the term progressive secularist is as oxymoronic as godless communist. I have never, ever met an atheist who is a communist. That's because communism is stupid, and atheists aren't. As an atheist, a strong atheist who does not believe that God exists and therefore rejects Christianity completely, I have my own way of dealing with the Christmas holiday. And it's a little easier because my kids, who are adults now, would live at home, are also atheists, and my wife is an agnostic. Here's how we deal with the issue of Christmas. First, we put up a tree, and we decorate it. And then we put up lights outside. And then we go out and buy each other presents and exchange them on Christmas Day and have a nice big meal, and everybody has a grand old time. Now, the day has absolutely no religious meaning to any of us at all, but we still have fun with the tradition. We also celebrate Thanksgiving without the prayer. My wife and I do nice things for each other on St. Valentine's Day. And sometimes she makes up Easter baskets for the family on Easter. And Halloween, Halloween remains one of my very favorite holidays. Now, since... I'm celebrating religious holidays, and I'm not in the least bit religious. Does that make me a hypocrite? Uh, okay. All right, if you want to think that I'm a hypocrite, that's fine with me. Go right ahead. It doesn't have any bearing on my life whatsoever. So let's get back to the persecution issue. Another favorite whine of the fundies is that being banned from protesting in front of clinics that provide abortion services is persecution. Mm, no, sorry. It's not. Listen, folks, you protested there for years and years and years and proved time and time and time again that you can't play nice with other grown-ups. People going into those facilities got tired of you screaming, don't kill your baby, at them while you were waving pictures of bloody fetuses under their noses, and so you got kicked out of the pool. That's not persecution. That's civilization. Personally, I regard religion as a crutch, and if you use a crutch for too long, you get underarm rot. But with a few rare exceptions, I have no desire to kick the crutches out from under anybody who needs them. If you rely on religion to deal with all the crap that everybody has to deal with in our lives, good for you. If you find religion gives you solace, gives you answers, maybe just provides you with a social network, more power to you. It's absolutely done on my business. I won't even bring up the subject with anybody unless they're already a good friend. If you and I are merely acquaintances, the closest I want to get to discussing right and wrong and redemption and morals is talking about the latest episode of My Name is Earl. Now, if you bring up the subject, I'll dive in with both feet, because what people believe and why they believe it absolutely fascinates me, and I can discuss it for hours. Our discussion will probably be friendly, but it might be nasty. It might start out nasty and turn friendly. It might start out friendly and turn nasty. Imagine, for a moment, that it gets nasty. 
You tell me I'll be roasted and tortured in hell for one billion trillion years, 16 eternities, 27 forever, and 11,000 years after that. And I call you an idiot and a fundamental midget. We both leave seething. But we don't hit each other. We don't call out a fatwa on each other or blow up each other's cars or burn down each other's houses. We just go our separate ways and you can go to church and I'll go to the library. We don't have to like each other. We don't have to respect each other. We just have to leave each other alone. And no matter how nasty the argument got, no matter what insults got flung, it's not persecution. It's conversation. Nasty conversation, but still just conversation. Because I really don't care what you believe. I honestly don't. I want you to live your life however you like, and I want to do the same. I don't care, and I don't want to have to care. But when you sneak a two and a half ton monument to the Ten Commandments into a public courthouse, I have to care. When you try to teach creationism in schools, I have to care. Damn you! Why do you do that? I don't want to have to care. When you get legislation with religious overtones passed, I have to care. So knock it off. Let's just leave each other alone, shall we? And if I sneeze and you say God bless you, I'll say thanks even though I think it's goofy. And if it's November or December and you wish me a Merry Christmas, I'll wish you one right back and really mean it. And that's it for this episode of Quick Hits. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations. You've been Smartinized. If at one point in the show you said, hey, he ripped that off from David Bromberg, you're absolutely right, and you get an extra 10 points under the category of musical trivia. The recommended podcast for this show is The Real Happy Hour. I don't think I've mentioned them here before. If I did, forgive me. Uh, But I haven't listened to anything new in a while, so I'm kind of going back to my old favorites. The Real Happy Hour is three people getting together, drinking, and putting on an hour-long show. Which describes an awful lot of podcasts, but the difference is that this one is really funny. It's a blast to listen to. It's a lot of fun. Uh, My only complaint against them is the same complaint that I hear from a lot of you. They don't do it often enough. They kind of put them out randomly once a month or so. So check them out. They'll be in the show notes. And you can find the show notes at DaveHit.com. That's spelled with two T's where you will also find lots of email links. So you can send me an email. You'll also find it in the MP3 tags of this podcast. And you can give me a call at 206-203-4488. That's a special service where you call and you leave a voicemail and then it gets emailed to me as an MP3 file. I really love hearing from folks, whether you agree or whether you disagree. The conversations are always interesting. I've also been encouraging people, rather than messing around trying to get votes on the various sites to try and get higher rankings, I've been encouraging folks instead to tell your friends. Pick a person or two 
and say, hey, check this out. Get them to listen to it. I had one lady write to me that she had a really hard time getting a friend of hers to listen. So she went and made a CD of every one of my shows and gave it to him. I don't think I would do that much work to get somebody to listen to my show, but I am extremely flattered that somebody else would, and I really appreciate it. But remember that the more people who listen to the show, the more people out there that get smartenized, the fewer stupid people you have to deal with every day. As always, never forget that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously.